everyone welcome to the withering effect episode 127 today's date is january 15 2020 and i am duds or duds versus known to the rest of the interwebs and i'm jimbo you may know me as jimbo slice 23 and today we have a special guest host of the dig straight down podcast rebel jc yay what's up guys good to have you man it is an honor i just gotta tell you right now that i've been listening to you guys for a very long time and like Y'all are like role, mo- role models for me in the podcasting world. Now I feel old. One of the reasons that I kept, <laughs> I don't know, I don't know about that, but one of the reasons I've kept podcasting um, as long as I have and haven't quit, because there were several times where I thought, I don't want to do this anymore. It's because I listened to you guys and uh, you guys kept me inspired. So I want to say thank you. And it's an honor to be here with you right now. Thank you very much. Well, that inspires me to keep going. <laughs> it's like we have our days where it's like we don't want to do this anymore <laughs> yeah keep going but yeah we we keep going right um the big thing is like like you're feeling down you're like maybe you didn't have the best recording of an episode or whatever mm-hmm. and then carl showed the numbers and it's like oh well we increased by a thousand listens this week so awesome something's going right yeah mm-hmm. we're like who is listening to us <laughs> <laughs> i am <laughs> it's, it's rebel a thousand times <laughs> absolutely no, I appreciate it. It's good to have you here. Before we start, would you like to tell us a little about yourself and what you've been up to? Yeah, well, first and foremost, uh, I am a Minecraft fan who decided to try his hand at content creation by first making a podcast, which is the Dig Straight Down podcast, and people can just find that by Googling Dig Straight Down Minecraft podcast. But recently, I've turned a new chapter in my content creating journey, I guess you can say. And uh, I've started making actual Minecraft gameplay videos, and I've joined the Ripple Effect SMP, which has been awesome. So, yeah, that's kind of it in a nutshell. And I, I guess uh, there's more to come in the future, hopefully. Well, and that's one of the things I wanted to bring up first. How different was it? Because you go from doing a podcast, mm. which essentially is, at least for me and Jimbo, sitting down, talking into a microphone, staring at a spreadsheet <laughs> for what to talk about, to now you're playing a game live yeah. while trying to talk and remain on topic. It is very, very, very different, um, and I think much harder. <laughs> yeah, just because you have to like multitask, and you know when you're podcasting, not that it's like easy or anything. It's definitely a challenge, but you just kind of get to sit there and have a one track mind, you know, and look at mm-hmm. your notes and just say, okay, that's what I have to say next. But when you're doing a let's play video. Anything could happen, and you have to be ready to react to it and then maintain that thread of thought. And, um, I mean, this is a great time to be talking about it because I am a little baby when it comes to that kind of thing, right? Because I uh-huh. have just started, and I definitely have a lot to learn. So that is definitely the first difference that I've noticed. And I'm sure, like, as I continue, I'll notice that, wow, it is even harder than uh, I thought it was, or there's new tools. Um, I'm definitely learning from other people who are doing it too. Um, you know, Google's a great way to, if, if people are, you know, starting this journey as well, Google's a great way to learn things. Just mm-hmm. there's so many content creators out there who have already shared so much knowledge and uh, you just kind of have to mine that, you know, for what it's worth. So it's definitely different. Absolutely. For me, content creation on Let's Plays, the hardest part is finding your own voice. The good thing is you already have that because you're coming from the podcast background. Yeah, and, that w- and that's been a help too because, you know, if, if I have to, if there's just 
you know, some clips that I've, that I, I recorded that just do not work. What I can do is rip the audio out of that and do a voiceover. Mm-hmm. And so it, that that's kind of a cheaty way of, of helping it along. But yeah, the, the podcasting was definitely good practice, at least. Yeah. Yeah. That's the beauty of, you know, the doing your own Minecraft content and is is the editing you know if mm-hmm. you do mess up you can always do it over yeah you know take that out let's let's put this in on a podcast yeah i guess you could a little bit carl does you know take some stuff out yeah sometimes words slip through that aren't supposed to slip through and <laughs> but yeah making minecraft content's a little bit easier you gotta kid me jimbo we don't ever cuss <laughs> we're good at that <laughs> For those listening, I didn't say anything. I just have a magical bleep button on my GoXLR I like to push to give Carl miniature heart attacks. Mm. <laughs> Poor Carl. <laughs> <laughs> he might edit that out. I don't know. <laughs> so do you guys find that it's difficult to go back and forth between the podcast and making those videos? Because it, it is so different, you know? Yeah. To me, the podcast, the hardest part is the topics. Mm. Trying to talk about something new every week gets really difficult. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. It gets to the point where I kind of almost wish we were a monthly show, but I feel at the same time, then when you do start to get lots of news coming uh, at you, Mm. the entire show would just be news. Right. Yeah. So (sighs) that's hard for me. I don't know about Jimbo. What do you think, Jimbo? Well, I think just because I started doing content on YouTube first, it was more natural. When you asked me to join the podcast, or when you even started the podcast, I was thinking there's no way I could do something like that. You know, I, I kind of like what I'm doing here on YouTube. I can actually edit all my faults. You know, on on yeah podcast, you kind of have to... <laughs> you mean you're not as perfect as I think you are? <laughs> no, not one bit, actually. But, uh... Yeah, you learn to get better at it and stuff. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, there's a lot more to the YouTube content. A lot more mm-hmm. to do. You know, it takes a lot more time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, you said it, Duds. The hardest part is just figuring out a topic and uh, coming from there. Yeah, it, it's nice having the listeners and the Discord mm-hmm. to feed us some ideas. That's mm-hmm. always nice, and the listener comments. But uh, yeah, I'll, Carl does most of the work here. Not gonna lie. Yeah, Carl does a lot of the work, takes a little bit off of our off of our shoulders, so we're able to you know do both of these things. If not, yeah, probably just be doing this. Mm-hmm. Wow, he's a hero. <laughs> Carl really is the unsung hero of said podcast. And the good thing is, like, Carl was my first pick to uh, join me as co-host before Jimbo came on, and Carl's like, what? "Nope, not doing that." <laughs> <laughs> no, I know that. Carl, Carl wanted to stay behind the scenes. He likes the editing. He likes coming up with the thumbnails. He likes doing all the uh, cool graphics and stuff we have going on. So that's very cool. And he, he was very integral on getting the guests we get on the show, getting Mojang employees to uh, show up and mm-hmm. have time schedules and everything down so we're on time. And mm. He just kind of asked us to show up, record a good show, and don't mess it up. Hmm. <laughs> we try. I think really the only outside stuff is like when we did our holiday Christmas card for uh, patrons. That was me. Mm-hmm. I did a couple fun stuff behind the scenes. Yeah. With some ads. Mm-hmm. I think it was. That was a long time ago, though. 
you have Jimbo's log, which which is just yeah, I haven't been on it. The most out there diary. Yeah, yeah, kind of lost touch there. It's the best part of the withering effect Discord, is what I have to say about that. Honestly, Lindsay, really, the best part of the withering effect <laughs> to me is our monthly show for the patrons. Uh-huh. So I think it's if you're a three dollar level patron, you get our uh, monthly half stack episode. And those are like me and Jimbo's favorite things to record because it's just off the wall stories, random top fives. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's a lot easier. It's a lot easier to find a topic. Oh, yeah. Whereas like this week we have no news from Mojang. Mm-hmm. It's a good thing we have a guest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. I can make up some news from Mojang if you need me to. <laughs> well, the only news I've saw or have seen so far is Jeb's no longer doing the combat update. I did see that. Yeah, that's going to Ulrof. Mmm. I didn't see that. Man, Ulrof is like Ulrof is like secretly my favorite Mojang dev. And it's not just because he follows me on Twitter, you know, humble brag there. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know, like the the way he interacts with the uh, the community, I think I I don't know, like I just I vibe well with the way he uh, interacts with the community, mm-hmm. but also he likes the archaeology, and I feel like archaeology is not something that's very well celebrated in the community. At least, I mean, I I kind of understand why. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't think we've talked well about archaeology. <laughs> yeah, I was I was like I I know I know who I'm talking to right now, <laughs> but um, <laughs> but. But still, like, it, it's fun to see other people, you know, excited about it, like I am, personally, and I have high hopes for it. But I, I like his excitement for it, and I, and I know that whatever he touches in Mojang is going to be good. He, he designed mm-hmm. the axolotl, so, mm-hmm. I mean, I have faith in Ulrof. Well, Ulrof was also the mind behind the mobs not spawning unless it's zero. Was he? See, be- best, best dev. Best, best dev. the best yeah. updates in shulker boxes. Absolutely. I love him now. He is really likable. He is. He Very is likable. quite literally a giant panda. Yeah, he's a panda. Mm-hmm. You can't like a panda. <laughs> right. But, uh, Rebel, what have you been up to this week? Is there anything you want to talk about? Well, uh, as far as Minecraft goes, it's, all, it's been all about the ripple effect, honestly. Yeah. And, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, like, just jumping on whenever I have uh, a, a chance throughout the day and, like, recording some clips. I'm, I'm, I mean, it's, it's a good place to learn how to do this um, because Mm -hmm. there's not like a lot of pressure just to be on constantly, even though I feel like I've been fairly active. Um, But I'm just having fun uh, building. And I don't think that I've had so much fun building in the past. I don't know what it is, but I have this vision for a base and uh, which is going to be all about farming, like manual farms and having like huge wheat fields and yeah, uh, herds of cattle and things like that. Um, and I've just really been leaning into that and getting really excited about it. So I set up, you know, a little starter base. I got a little skeleton farm going on. And today I was working on my actual, you know, farmhouse base. So uh, some it's, it's not going to be to the scale as most of the other people on the S&P because y'all are like legends and have been doing, you know, actually playing Minecraft more than I have. <laughs> um, so... I have a lot of catching up to do, but I'm having a lot of fun, um, honestly. So, yeah, it's been all about the ripple effect. Nice. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't call it <laughs> legends, but... <laughs> Comparatively speaking, to yeah. me, definitely. Ripple effect is very much a hidden gem 
Mm-hmm. And for people who don't watch us on YouTube, like especially now that the Hermits are on a bit of a break, and if that's the only kind of Minecraft content you watch, definitely give Ripple Effect a chance. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, why not? <laughs> yeah, why not? <laughs> yeah, yeah, give it a look. Jimbo's not in charge of marketing, I see. <laughs> yeah. No, we're doing a lot of cool things this year, and mm-hmm. I'm super happy with the direction the server's going. Mm-hmm. We're adding some lore, right? Which is something that's new for a lot of us. Oh yeah, I've been noticing some of that sneaking into some videos. Uh huh. Yeah, it's not just us. I notice a lot of members are picking up lore in their episode. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm digging that. Yeah, pretty cool. Matter of fact, that's one thing I wanted to bring up with my week. Okay. Yeah, I, I did release my second episode. I was kind of all over the place in there, but that's one thing I wanted to talk about is how to, like, hmm. you know, use lore in your episode, but also play the game. You know, like, you want to have lore and you want to have some kind of story behind it, if if you're into that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But um, you don't want to lose sight of playing the game. so. At the beginning of the season, I I do have a lot of stuff to get ready to introduce this lore, you know. So it it's kind of slow now with my lore, but it's 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 hard to balance, you know, using that lore, but also bringing people along the adventure of you actually playing the game. So hmm. that's one thing I'm trying to figure out is this storyline and how to use it within the game. But I also I don't want to use up the whole video in just lore also yeah exactly that's what i'm so scared about for the lore because you see it with a lot of the youtubers now is that oh we're bringing lore into the thing and then by the end of the season it's just dominating every episode and it's like ugh, yeah so sick of it yeah yeah i either want to try to put it at the beginning or the end of the episode yep just to like you know give you an idea what's going on there and then yeah boom you're kind of into the Minecraft world, what's going on with the base, what am I building, what am I getting into, and then, you know, we'll hit the storyline either before or after. That's kind of mm-hmm. the way I want to try to do it. Yeah. And it, it's working. That's what happened at the end of my episode. The last six or so minutes uh, was dedicated to starting my lore story with Winter. Mm-hmm. I'm basically his assistant, and I'm going to go out and I'm going to find uh, mystical objects for him. and. He ends up giving me a really big hat. That's very cool. Mm-hmm. It is cool. It is a definitely awesome hat. Not jealous at all. Where do I get my <laughs> hat? That I don't know. I basically had to bribe <laughs> Winter to make me one. So yeah, and like if you've watched my episode, you'll see like I'm like, oh, I found this compass. Where does it lead to? Let's go find out. And then the very next scene is, oh, we're at Winter's. It wasn't originally attended or intending to be that there was supposed to be like a two minute clip of me traveling through different biomes and stuff with some like funny clips of maybe being chased by a polar bear maybe riding a uh, llama somewhere and stuff like that but the clip i recorded with winter was before any clip in the entire episode was done so that was at the end of the episode but it was the first thing i did i i recorded that clip before the guardian form mm. By the time I got to the point where I could go ahead and add that clip in the episode, I'm like, I'm already right at 20 minutes. I don't have time to do a funny two-minute clip 
that leads up to this lore-based clip, so I had to take it out, which which was a little sad. Yeah. Save it for later. You might you never know. You might need that. Yeah. I always wonder if my viewers notice, like when I'm, you know, jumping back from the future in the past, but I kind of <laughs> make it look like it's, you know, in uh-huh. a straight timeline. You're trying to keep an eye on the items in your inventory. Yeah, <laughs> and XP my levels. levels. Right. Yeah. I'm like, is there anything we'll notice? How did Jimbo get 10 beacons? Right. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't have it last, or he had it seen before. There were people trying to call me on that, like, last season, like, oh, you recorded this clip at this point, and not this point or whatever, because my XP levels would jump tremendously. Oh, yeah. And what they didn't realize is, like, I'd be working on something in my pick level, would get about broken so i just go to the raid farm to get xp but i i'd end up sitting there so long instead of only getting like 10 or so levels of xp to fix my pick i'd end up getting 50 something levels <laughs> it's like <laughs> well this clip was done before this clip because look at the giant level jump or whatever it's like and eh, no no it was <laughs> i just had to repair some stuff yeah yeah there's times where i try to do a quick cut in reality, it's been like two days. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. I make it look like it's been quick. That's the biggest thing. It's like, I'm going to go run and do this short thing real quick, and I'll be right back four days later. It's done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That didn't take long. Yeah. This episode, when I was decorating the amethyst rooms, I only did the small one because that small one took three hours. Yeah. I was like, why is this taking so long? It's like, oh, I'm digging through Deep Slate without any kind of beacon. Mm-hmm. Does a beacon actually help when mining Deep Slate? It, subtly. It's not going to yeah. give you instant mining, but it's still yeah. faster. Huh. Yeah. Okay. It's still nerve-wracking, though. You know, have a beacon effect and not being able to instant mine it. Yeah. It's kind of like cobble. Yeah. Mining is so weird now. Mm-hmm. Really is weird. Now, I haven't, like, done any, like, strip mining or anything, but I can't imagine, like, strip mining and not just, like, running into massive caves constantly. Uh, I haven't run into any massive caves when I've been strip mining. Right. I guess it depends on the level you're at. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've run into caves, but they've all been relatively small. Yeah. And because I'm over top of them, just massive amount of lush caves, they're already lit up with glow berries. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that was kind of my week without saying that was my week. <laughs> I was going to say, let's hop into the news, but there is none. No news. Yeah. Other than I think frogs can't eat goats anymore. Oh, man. It's the one thing I saw. <laughs> I will say, Minecraft.net is usually good about putting any kind of updates or whatever they have mm-hmm. on the front page. The last month or so, they have not been great about that. Like, I have to go digging mm. to find update notes. Honestly, it's not fun digging on that website for that. It's really not. That, I don't think that they even have a search. They don't feature on. That's frustrating. That really is. Yeah, I have found it easier to go to YouTubers I watch for updates. Mm-hmm. Go to their YouTube video and then look in the description for the notes. Yeah, that's yeah. You see how I do it? That's that's the easy way to do it. This isn't trying to be a a crack on Mojang. No. But like, Mojang, please, make it easier for us with these notes. It's just a crack on the web developers, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, and I don't know how much any of those guys are in charge of that. Maybe they don't have the right the funding to go update the website right. or something. But Yeah, I feel like once you know where it is... They want you to go mining for information. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. 
following uh, devs on the Twitter is nice, except for I get a lot of random tweets throughout the day. So like a dev tweet will get buried relatively quickly. I made a group. You know how you can make groups on Twitter and just like add accounts and you can just go to that group and you can see all of their tweets? Nah. Do you, don't, you don't know about the feature? <laughs> Didn't know that. I have one for the devs. Uh, I'm a boomer when it comes to Twitter. I'm no good how to use it. <laughs> I might look at that. I think I literally got a Twitter because I had a YouTube channel and they're like, you have to have a Twitter if you have a YouTube channel. Yeah. It's like, okay. Yeah. I think I actually have a Facebook because of that too. Oh, man. And I don't think I've been on there in three years. Same. So anyone leaving me Facebook comments, I'm sorry. I need to delete my Facebook. I'm, 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 I'm over it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Facebook's always been like a personal thing, you know, family, friends type of deal. Yeah, I, I'm using it only as a birthday calendar now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And even then, yep. I, whenever I see someone's birthday, I've now got an app called Birthday Calendar. So I just put their birthday in the birthday calendar <laughs> that syncs with Google. Perfect. Yeah, so now I don't. I was I thought you were about to say that this app actually posts to their page like a happy birthday message for you <laughs> so you don't have to. No, it doesn't do that. And... <laughs> but I, I just, yeah. That way I can text them mm-hmm. happy birthday. Posting on someone's Facebook wall happy birthday is kind of like, a, eh. Like, no, I'm. Yeah. I'm going to text them. and Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to call them, though. No, that's way too weird. Yeah, that's a little too personal. <laughs> yeah calling <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's like i haven't seen you in person for five years i'm not calling you <laughs> unless you're caleb i'll say that caleb you know who you are caleb calls me on my birthday 6 30 in the morning uh-oh yeah ne- never met caleb in person gotta be the first one that man will call me at 6 30 in the morning go happy birthday and then hang up crazy man. it's funny because i have a caleb too <laughs> they're the best all right so let's hop into listener comments we're about that time in the episode. This listener comment is from Sinful Gaming. They ask, do you think ice caves should be worked upon? I think it would be cool if they were to reskin dripstone to be an icicle, and it would create water without needing water above it, but slowly destroying itself. Mm. I think we've talked about ice caverns or ice caves before, mm-hmm. and yes, they should be in the game. Mm-hmm. And yes, it could be as simple as just reskinning pointy dripstone and i wouldn't care absolutely i would still think it's beautiful Mm -hmm. i wouldn't i wouldn't mind if it worked the same way either you know if it slowly grew instead of deteriorating Mm. it grew but if there worked just like the dripstone besides the lava part maybe the icicle would give you water and not lava and the dripstone would give you lava not water Mm -hmm. you know mix them up a little bit true yeah that's that's where i was going with this fix but yeah ice caves absolutely i want ice caves yeah when when they kind of had like accidental ice caves happening my hopes I, I, I was really really hopeful that they would just go ahead and make it a feature but of course you know i don't they didn't um yeah well, that's fine hopefully maybe it'll come in the wild update perhaps but um yeah i would love ice caves but to the point of the um the uh the ice what, what, what do you call them? The ice crystals or the ice... Uh... Sickles. Ice sickles, yeah. For some reason, I couldn't think of that word. <laughs> I don't know about the, the water dripping because, uh, you know, we already have the infinite water sources and everything. And don't dripstones also do that? I mean, they have the lava f- uh, function where they... Yeah, they do. But they also do water, yeah. But Jimbo's thought is the dripstone wouldn't be able to do water now. It would be the ice. 
Right, right. What I would like to see from the icicles is that maybe like we can harvest them and instead of using, we could either use them as like decoration or we could craft arrows out of them. Mm. And the arrows could have like a uh, freezing sort of function. Hmm. Ooh, or maybe a slowness. Yeah. Yeah, they could be like the arrows of slowness, I guess. But it, it would almost have that same effect that, you know, falling into like powder snow would have. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I just like weapons in Minecraft. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dripstone's already got that pointy yeah. feature to it, so. And it, and, it, and it already like, you know, could kill you if you fall on it. So it's like canonically it's sharp, you know, in the game. So if you're carrying that logic into the icicle, then let's use the sharpness for something. Mm-hmm. Or like an icicle spear. Just pick it off. And oh, yeah. Throw it. Instead of like snowballs, throw little <laughs> spikes. Oh, oh, what if snow golems threw ice sickles instead of the snowballs? Oh. So they can actually like do damage to mobs instead of just, you know, mm-hmm. pushing them away. <laughs> mm-hmm. Poke at them. Yeah. That could be cool. Yeah. My thought is, yeah, I, I want ice caves, obviously. I want icicles. Mm-hmm. The destroying itself, not a huge fan of. Mm-mm. I like the idea of if you put water above the ice and pointy icicle or whatever, that it would grow, like Jimbo said, mm-hmm. and you would farm mm-hmm. it like you would pointy dripstone, except for crafting it to arrows like Rebel said. I was thinking, what if you could do icicles to ice, and you have ice to packed ice, and then packed ice to blue ice? Oh, Yeah. So you would have another way to farm ice if you wanted to. You could have like a smaller scale ice farm. Right. With that. That's a great idea. Yeah, the, the slowly destroying itself, my, my biggest worry is that we'd see like, you remember when, uh, what are they called? Woodland Mansions entered the game mm-hmm. and basically like 50% of them would spawn on top of a lava pool. Mm-hmm. So they would just burn themselves <laughs> to the ground. Kind of figured you were going there. I feel like that still happens all the time. Yeah, like, that's what I'd be worried about. Mm-hmm. You'd have an ice cave you wouldn't know about, and then by the time you finally found it, it's 90% gone because it's destroyed itself. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. And it doesn't seem like it would make so much sense, too, if something, you know, like ice in a frozen biome is melting, mm-hmm. you know? And it's just, like, in a constant state of melting, unless I'm misunderstanding. But that's what it sounds like, that this icicle would just be constantly melting. Or maybe if it's just in contact with water, it does that. I don't know. I could also see, like, because if you if you could, you know, taking your idea, Duds, and craft it in ice, you could possibly craft it in icicles. You know, maybe instead of finding them, you may be able to make them, unlike dripstone. Yeah. Oh, so maybe, like, take an ice block and with your pick, you hit it. Use the grindstone or the, the what is it? The, the stone cutter? The stone cutter, yeah. Yeah. Make your own icicles. All right, so we want ice, stairs, and slabs, too, while we're at it. (laughs) No, no, I'm good with just concrete. Concrete, (laughs) stairs, and slabs. Adding it to the list. Take ice, (laughs) stairs, and slabs, too. So we can make our Elsa castles. (laughs) (laughs) Jimbo, weren't you going to do an ice castle at some point as, like, a season-based plan before you went with what you have? No. He was like, no, I was never doing no. that. Oh, sorry, Carl. My phone just vibrated right next to the mic. I guess you could say, Jimbo, that you let it go then. 
<laughs> oh yes that's you know usually i throw the dad jokes out there beautiful oh yeah oh man i bowed down to that one uh that made me happy well now you have to do it there's so many things that you could do with the with the ice castle like frozen theme Mm-hmm. carl is living up in the snow mountains maybe he should make an elsa castle you hear that carl yes i was just thinking that there are some people building in some snowy areas, we might see a snow castle or an ice castle. If at least one of them does not have an existential crisis and then break out into a dramatic song and dance sequence, I will be very disappointed. While changing their clothes? Magically. You see Carl Mm -hmm. in song and dance. (laughs) You hear that, Carl? This is what the people want, man. This is... is, uh, I will sacrifice two Minecraft updates to see that. (laughs) Oh, no, 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 no. (laughs) <laughs> no, 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 no. Not until the inventory update comes. I was about to say, I will sacrifice the inventory update. <laughs> I will sacrifice Rebel. <laughs> Dud's building an altar in his basement in Minecraft. <laughs> <laughs> Rebel's just standing here. That's, this is cozy. <laughs> <laughs> I love the block palette. Is that soul fire? Wow. <laughs> Pretty. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, thank you for that comment, Sinful Gaming. That comment was from our Discord, and it's the only place where you can talk to everyone who works on the show easily. Just take Brownie Bit's word for it. Hello, everyone. Your favorite sweet treat, Brownie Bit's here, and I am a member of the Withering Effect Discord. It's a great place to get to know the people from the show and share cookies with your favorite like-minded Minecrafters. It's the only place to throw cakes at, oh, mm, um, uh, I, I mean, submit your questions for upcoming guests and share your opinions about the game. <coughs> Add brownies. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, Sugar Rush the Discord today using the link in the show notes, and I will see you there. Thank you for the Discord ad, Brownie Bits. Speaking of the Discord, it's the only place you can get involved in our amending Minecraft vote. This week, we asked you to choose between one of three biomes for us to discuss and improve. Your choices were Bamboo Jungle, Cold Ocean, Sunflower Plains. And the winner of many Minecraft this week is... Cold Ocean. Congratulations, Cold Ocean. Probably the most difficult one on here. I don't know, Sunflower Plains. Give it a run for its money. I had some stuff for Sunflower Plains. You did? Yeah. Well, hopefully you got something for Cold Ocean. The Moo Bloom. <laughs> I have one thing for Cold Ocean. <laughs> so you guys better like it. <laughs> uh, Cold Ocean had 29 votes. Sunfire Plains had, was in second with 16. And Bamboo Jungle with only five. Yeah. No one likes Bamboo. I like Bamboo. I, I actually thought it was going to win. I do too. It's literally the worst. <laughs> I like making the choppy sound when you're cutting bamboo down. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. It is really satisfying. This The sound design in Minecraft over the years has just gotten better and better. Mm-hmm. 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 Um, few things I have here on the cold ocean. That's all there is, is a few things. Yeah. Uh, the cold ocean uses a dark indigo watercolor at the surface and generates next to cold biomes like taigas and old... Old growth tigers? Hmm. Don't even remember writing that. Old growth tigers. 
Salmon, cod, squid, and dolphins and bedrock, only with the dolphins, are able to spawn in cold ocean biomes. The vegetation in cold oceans also have less seagrass and compared compared to other ocean variants. Other shipwrecks and ocean or only shipwrecks and ocean ruins generate in this biome. And deep deep cold ocean is another variant of the cold ocean. And that's about it. Pretty similar to the ocean itself. Yeah. So figuring out cold ocean is a little tough, but there's something I've wanted in the ocean for a long time. And I feel it works perfectly in a cold ocean because like Jimbo said, there's not a lot going on here. Mm -hmm. Which Mm -hmm. that being said, that's why our ink in the uh, Guardian farm works really well is because there's not a lot going on in a cold ocean. But I want a Kraken. (laughs) Yes. Ooh. I want a big boss in the ocean that's not a stupid drowned uh, who you actually have to be worried about. And I think having one in more more than likely the deep cold ocean is probably a better spot for it. Mm-hmm. But since it's a vari- variation of the cold ocean, I want a Kraken. I want a big boss that probably not as like damaging as the Wither. Like you don't have to worry about it destroying builds or something, but... Kind of like what we're seeing with the warden. Yeah, I want a I want a big ocean boss that's not an elder guardian because me and Carl figured out how to destroy those things without taking any damage. Yeah, I would love a kraken. Mm-hmm. Be so cool. We do kind of have an ocean boss though with the elder guardian, but you know he's kind of specific for the the monument. Yeah, but are they? <laughs> yeah, they have become easier to tackle. I mean, you and Carl did it on stream. That's how easy it is. <laughs> That's how easy it was. <laughs> Whoop, whoops. <laughs> no, I mean, you're not wrong. Hmm. One invisibility potion, one water breathing potion, one night vision potion, and we killed all of them before the eight-minute potions ran out. Hmm. Right. I think it took us five minutes to defeat the temple. I spent more time looking for a sponge room than I did defeating the Elder Guardians. Yeah, those things are maze. By the way, there was no sponge room. Oh man, waste. <laughs> then what's the then what's the then what's the point other than you know building a farm? I guess, but <laughs> yeah, I really wanted some sponges because I, I every season I don't have sponges. I have to borrow somebody's sponges. Mm. I'm like, I'm having sponges this season, and the game was like, No, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a kraken for a boss. Mm-hmm. Maybe if you're swimming in its territory, the ocean starts to bubble. Yes. Maybe the Kraken blows bubbles underneath you or something, but I really <laughs> want an animation of, and I didn't think this was possible till I saw the warden animation. Mm-hmm. I want the tentacles to come out from under the water, grab your boat, and pull you down. Yes. So maybe the bubbles can be a bit of a warning. To like, hey, you're getting ready to fight a Kraken. If you don't get out of here, a Kraken's going to come and get you. So at least <laughs> you have a bit of a warning. But if you yeah. stay in that area, I want that Kraken to pull your boat under. I like it. I think that a Kraken would be excellent. My, I would, I would change it just a little bit, and I would make it just a huge Nautilus. Okay. Mm. To go with the Nautilus shells. So basically, whenever we get a Nautilus shell, that's some baby Nautilus that got murdered. Or, or just to kind of make it, you know, kind of silly. You kill the big Nautilus, and you just get a little Nautilus shell. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be so mad. Yeah, at least two. That's like Guardian Temples, and you only get three sponges for killing the Elder Guardians. Yeah, see, there's a precedent, you know, there's things like that in Minecraft, you know, like the Woodland Mansion, you know, unless you're after the mobs that live there, 
mm-hmm. then like what's what what's the reward? It's just a big old house. But mm-hmm. <laughs> other than that, what I would be I, I don't know if I want this in the game, but that's the only thing I can think of is if you are pulled under the waves in a cold ocean by a kraken, or if you swim too deep, you start to freeze. Mm-hmm. Like you do in powdered snow. Because, you know, it's a cold ocean. That's very true. Maybe unless you're wearing leather armor, but then that kind of, I don't know, wet leather seems like it would drag you even further down, so maybe you don't want to do that. Uh, But to actually make the cold ocean cold in, you know, in the way it affects the player and not just in name only, I think would be pretty cool. Yeah, well, the biggest thing is you have to be careful with it because you don't want to make biomes just not fun to traverse. Yeah, you you'd have to you would have to make it I don't know, the way that you escape being cold would have to be a fun thing to do. Yeah. And I'm not quite sure what that would be, but I mean like like I said, like I don't know if I want that in Minecraft, but uh <laughs> Exactly. You like the big thing I've seen every time someone makes a portal and every mm-hmm. time that portal is in the crimson part of the nether, mm-hmm. what does everyone say? Oh man. Yeah. That's exactly what every time that no one wants to spawn in the red nether. Mm-hmm. No one wants to have to deal with that and traverse it. And so it's like, yeah, you got to yeah. be careful about stuff like that. Um, every time I traveled to Carl early in the season before he had another portal, I had to change my armor to leather boots. <laughs> it's like, come on. That was the first piece of armor that I made in the ripple effect. Same here, because I found my location, and we immediately walked to Carl's location, and we're like, hey, here's some cows. We better kill these cows and make some leather boots. Man, those post-1.19 post kids are just never going to understand. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. They're never going to understand that everyone wore blueberry armor and never changed it. <laughs> there were uh, a couple things in the discussion channel. Okay. One of them was from J-Man. He mentioned the frozen effect Mm. in the cold ocean biome. But we also, we have a frozen ocean. So I'm thinking that might be more for the the frozen ocean instead of the cold ocean. Good point. I mean, both are probably cold, you know, I imagine. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that being more of a frozen ocean thing. But there's also a comment from, hope I pronounce this right, I am Kara Danvers. Uh, they mention having certain loot in certain ocean biomes. Like if you were to find a ruin, maybe there's more ruins mm-hmm. in the cold ocean and they would have more cold ocean items or frozen items. Like you would find snow blocks, you would find leather boots and stuff of that nature. Maybe some ice blocks. Maybe you're more likely to find aqua affinity in a cold ocean and respiration in a warm ocean. Yeah, something along those lines. That could be cool. I didn't think that was a bad idea. Yeah, yeah. But the Kraken, though. <laughs> <laughs> I do like the Kraken. I want a Kraken. I'm always for new mobs. Mm-hmm. I-, I, want, uh, I want Mojang to go more into mystical creatures. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of looked like they went- we had the mob vote this, e- this year, which was what I would call mystical creatures. Yeah. It wasn't a sheep. It wasn't a cow. It was these creative creatures. Now we have the warden, which is another one, and I like it. I like this trend, and I want it to keep going. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. These mobs really feel Dr. Susi to me, you know, as opposed to like yeah. mythological. They're more like just really weird and strange. Uh, and I love it. I really think that this direction is the right direction to go for, for new mobs. Mm-hmm. I feel like they do look at the derpiness. Like derpiness is one thing they need in a mob. Yes. Until it comes to the warden, now it's just there to scare the living crap out of you. Oh, man. Yeah. He's got like a derpy walk, though. That's true. You see the way he moves? <laughs> he threw that in there. So we're just going to like stand there and like silently laugh at his walk, hoping he doesn't hear <laughs> us. You know? <laughs> Can't laugh too loud. All right. Well, let's go ahead and move into our topics this week. And we're going to start first with Rebel. We talked about this last week. How are you feeling about 118 now that you're finally playing on it? You like it so far? Maybe there's some stuff you dislike. I love it. I absolutely love it. Um, I'm glad to be playing it now instead of just like watching other people play it because yeah. for some reason I had this idea that I was not going to like find any mountains anywhere. Mm-hmm. For some reason I had this idea that like mountains were just going to be these super rare things that I would never come across unless I just went, you know, thousands of blocks in some direction. Well, they mentioned that they were going to be rarer, and that is not yeah. the case. No, no, no. They're, they're everywhere. It feels like they're everywhere. Maybe I just like walking around, but like I find them a lot. And so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm really happy about that. We could have got a lucky seed. Oh, yeah, definitely. It, it depends on the seed, too. The one thing I think I don't like, and y'all touched on this, I think, in the last episode, is just the random openings in the earth that desire to swallow you whole yep (laughs) um Mm -hmm. they're everywhere they're literally everywhere and this so like my project and the ripple effect is going to be a lot of landscaping and i am not looking forward to covering these massive cavernous you know openings in the earth with like a thin layer of dirt just so that i don't see (laughs) them anymore (laughs) just to have a creeper sneak up behind you and blow a hole in it and you fall all the way down yeah, and I fall all the way down, and I'm like right over basically these huge lava lakes, and so my luck is going to be I'm going to fall in there and like lose everything. Yeah. <laughs> but mm-hmm. um, yeah, that's the one thing that I would probably tweak is, like you guys said in the past episode, just scale back on those random caves, or maybe make them generate a little differently, maybe more in the sides of hills rather than right under my feet. But other than that, I mean... The the how I would describe one point eighteen is that it's it's different, but I think it's more Minecrafty now than it used to be. Yeah, and that's weird. It's weird to think of it that way because it's always been Minecraft, but now it's like literally there's more of it. You know, mm-hmm. it's more immersive, and you feel like when you're walking through the landscape, you feel enclosed a little bit more, and that's really made it more fun to play and really easy to get sucked into, I think. So I'm loving it. I think 1.18 was worth the wait. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and see, me and Jim had talked about this earlier. We were kind of both meh about the 1.18 update, especially when we heard it was getting delayed Yeah. and everything like that. Like, we always felt the best thing about the 1.18 update you got in 1.17. Oh, yeah, sure. And now we're experiencing it, and it's like... Okay, no, no, you, you good, you right. <laughs> mm-hmm. This is awesome. Other than the sudden drops to my death, yes, and the uh, fact that I can't find coal to save my life, 
or redstone. Oh, that. Oh, mm, man, <laughs> mm-hmm. that that's that's true. <laughs> yeah, that's been an issue. I went redstone mining, and I found more diamonds than I did redstone. Hmm. And I don't mean more diamond ores than redstone ores. I mean I straight up found more <laughs> diamonds than redstone with a fortune three. Somebody needs to open up a coal shop on Ripple, and I will give them all of my Ripcoin. <laughs> like right now. <laughs> There's going to be a blaze farm. Oh, okay. Really quick. It's like underneath the hub. Carl needed to get the hub in a semi-finished state before we could build it. Yeah. Now that he's done that, I think we're just kind of... I don't know if anyone signed up for it on the uh, chart we have. Uh-huh. Mm. I know they, they went ahead and they beat the dragon like... 16 times today oh yeah which means i now need to go ahead and build a wither rose farm at some point (laughs) yeah i was like peacefully working on my farmhouse while they were waging war in the end and it was so funny to see all the messages yeah (laughs) yeah it was a good time i i did want to touch up real quick on the world generation Mm -hmm. you're talking about i find it easier to landscape not just because they gave Mm. us moss blocks but i noticed Mm -hmm. A lot of times when you find a base area, you want it to look a certain way. You know, you got to mm-hmm. move uh, the ground around. A lot of people were building mountains before. Mm-hmm. You don't have to do that now. Right. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the, the landscape, like a lot of the land looks natural already. You don't have to touch that as much. Mm. So, yeah, they did a really good job in helping the player out in doing yeah. some of this stuff. Very true. That's an interesting point, too, because like pre one point eighteen. Like the landscape was a bit more of a blank slate, so mm-hmm. y- you'd think that that would mean that you have more freedom and that it's easier to get the result that you want. But you're absolutely right. Right now, you can just like basically just walk a couple hundred blocks and find the perfect spot mm-hmm. that's already landscaped for you. You know, at least fifty percent. Mm-hmm. So it, yeah. whereas previously, you know, you 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 would have to do all the work yourself almost. But that that's absolutely true. Uh, let's see. Let's go ahead and hop into another part of our topic. What would you guys say is your most underrated part of 118 so far? Well, for me personally, mm-hmm. uh, glow lichen. <laughs> glow lichen. True. Actually, yeah. that was a 1.17, wasn't that? Yeah, but you get more of it now in 118. Okay, I'm. I'm gonna. Yeah, I'm gonna say it's 1.18 just for the sake of discussion. <laughs> get the full feel of it now. But yeah, seriously, glow lichen is the best. It really is. I've been using it everywhere. Uh, right now, it's like covering the complete front of my uh, my my house on Ripple Effect, um, just because I love it so much. It it doesn't. It's not only that it, it it emits a very very low light level and keeps things spawn proof, but it adds texture to blocks. It changes the look of blocks, mm-hmm. and that's the coolest thing about it. I think you can you can start with a block that's like sort of what you want but not quite and then slap some glow lichen on it and then it's perfect all of a sudden so it's 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 a um i mean i'm not a builder at all but glow lichen makes me feel like one (laughs) it's a vine that's not as obtrusive absolutely Mm -hmm. yeah and it's so easy to farm you just get one of them and then a a few bone meal pieces and you just you're set so like really glow lichen i feel like I, I know there's there's a lot of people who have been you know singing the praises of glow lichen, but I don't feel like it's gotten enough praise. 
especially just in light of everything else. I feel like the big, the bigger item, you know, bigger name things have been mountains and caves and biomes and, you know, mm-hmm. mobs and stuff. But Glow Lichen really, to me, is the standout star of, I'm going to say, 1.18 because for some reason I thought it was 1.18. <laughs> oh, I'm in the same boat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jimbo, what do you got? Well, uh, 118 is 117. You know, yeah. Besides the, the generation. I got something you touched up on a little bit, Rebel. Uh, something we've talked about before. Got two things, actually. But the first thing is bone meal. Mm-hmm. Bone meal is like a must. And it's uh, it's not hard to get a hold of. You know, it thanks to the composter, you know, it's easy to convert things into bone meal. It just seems like you need bone meal to do a lot of things now. Like with the glow lichen. If you need glow lichen, you need bone meal. If you want moss blocks you need bone meal you know any type of wood you want to grow you can wait you know or you can use bone meal right and that's that goes for a lot of things that you farm bone meal seems to be this thing that you know everyone needs but i don't know i i guess it goes around a good bit it's not necessarily underrated Mm -hmm. but it's something that i thought i'd bring up that that you always need you just always need it Mm -hmm. the second thing i have here is a block I've been I want to use this season, and that's calcite. Yeah, calcite is such a beautiful block, and you can get it so much easier now. Yeah, you can you can get a good bit out of these geodes. You know, there's only so mm-hmm. many geodes, and uh, but they also have it spawning in mountains now. Right, you can get calcite veins. Yeah, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. I feel like we could use it some uh, some kind of renewable way. You know, maybe make it renewable somehow or just take out diorite and just give us calcite yeah i'd be okay with that i would be a hundred percent okay with that (laughs) or how about this just take out diorite slabs and stairs and give me calcite slabs and stairs that's a fair trade right there i was just gonna say that yeah yeah and and give us the variants of calcite that would be awesome and just go ahead turn birch trees into calcite trees that would be perfect I brought up this point before, but like, what if calcite was diorite? Mm. You know, you, you have your diorite and smooth diorite, or a polished diorite. There's no smooth diorite. There's smooth basalt, there's smooth stone, but what if there was a smooth diorite, and it's called calcite? Interesting. And you can actually make calcite by putting diorite in a furnace, so that makes diorite more valuable. Yeah. Yep. And uh, you get calcite. Huh. Renewably. Agreed. Well, then <laughs> Mojang, hop on it. Mojang's going to say, well, no, we don't want kids putting diorite into actual real life furnaces expecting to get calcite out of it. <laughs> That's why we don't do things like this. <laughs> right. That could be an excuse. Well, I'm just going to continue putting my iron helmet in my oven <laughs> so I can get nuggets. Mm-hmm. Mm, right. Nuggets. Yeah. You, you don't even have to call it calcite. Just call it uh, smooth diorite. Sure. Yeah. Just keep the texture. Yeah. Or uh, give it to the wandering trader as a trade. If he spawns in the mountains. Yeah. Something like that. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I feel bad for the guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's overlooked. There's an underrated thing. Uh, for me, it's it's also a 117 thing, but it became super useful in 118. That's the lava farms. Mm-hmm. The pointed dripstone lava farms. Because I can't find coal, smelting with lava buckets oh, yeah. has become my main thing. And because I have a renewable lava source, my lava in the cauldron will renew faster than the lava in the smelter gets 
used. Whoa, really? So there's something there, guys. Mm, wow. Yeah, I want to build a, a super smelter this season, a big one, you know, like I usually do because I normally need it. Mm-hmm. And uh, lava farm is probably the way I'm going to go. Yeah, yeah, your stick farm didn't really work out too well last season. No, it didn't. I had to keep going into my coal storage. But yeah, coal. What is up with that? <laughs> Seriously, <You know? laughs> it's it's not hard, it's not easy to come by. I, yeah, I imagine Mojang wants you to explore a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, if you want something, go somewhere else and get it. It's not always going to be available. Yeah, where you're at, and uh, there uh... it, it's pretty abundant in the mountain. <laughs> Duds doesn't want to leave. Let me be a home buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I I quite literally would live like a hermit if I could. This is why you voted for the LA, so it could just go fetch things for you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> go get me some coal, little guy. He's just sitting on his uh, oak stairs in his living room, you know, eating, you know, popped chorus fruit, saying, mm-hmm. you know, go get my bamboo, go get my lava buckets. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Do it now. Here's one for you. Go get me the rest. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So... Last thing we have, we have the wild update mm-hmm. coming. There's there's more biome updates coming. We got a new swamp biome coming, but we didn't really see any new items coming. And I thought, mm. what would be a cool item that would work well in the wild update? Yeah. What do you have, Rubble? Oh, man. Uh, I think if frogs could make lights, I think that would be awesome to have in the wild update. Oh, wait. Well, oh. There you go. We're done here. <laughs> oh, wait. I forgot about the frog lights. That's a great idea. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> man, something, an item for the wild update. Okay, so here's the thing. Here's the thing. And Duds, this is not, you, you don't like, you, you say you're a homebody, and I respect mm-hmm. that. That's me in real life. In Minecraft, I'm an explorer. <laughs> and so when the wild update drops, that's what I'm going to be like. I'm going to be out there. I say this and, you know, watch me, you know, when the when the update actually comes out, I'm not actually doing this. But I, I, I plan on being out there, you know, just taking it all in, you know, exploring as far and wide as possible. Something that I hate in Minecraft that's extremely useful is the uh, debug screen. Mm-hmm. I think it's ugly. And Bedrock players, I, I know that you're probably yelling at me because you don't have the debug screen. Unless I'm mistaken, and you've gotten it since you know the past year or no, so. Okay, well, good. <laughs> no, then I'm you. I'm up to date. But I would love to see an item added to the game that could help me determine my coordinates in the world without using the debug screen. Because honestly, when you think about it, Minecraft Infinite World, there is a way to navigate, but it's not intuitive at all. No. I would love to see some sort of navigation system implemented in Minecraft, whether that we utilize mm-hmm. the stars even. Maybe we have like a sextant mm. involved, you know, one of those nautical instruments that they use to see what latitude, longitude they were in, uh, I guess, the old days. Maybe they still use it today. I don't know. But I would like to see something like that, an instrument added to the game that helps us navigate as we're, you know, exploring these updated biomes. Because I'm, in real life and in Minecraft, very directionally challenged. Like, driving around my hometown right now, I still have to use the GPS. Unless it's, like, a place that I go to all the time. So, uh, I mean, imagine me in Minecraft where, like, with a flick of a mouse, I'm completely turned around and I have no idea where I am. I would love to see some sort of navigation item. And I'm just going to say sextant. I mean, that it makes sense. Uh, it kind of fits the technological 
level that we have in Minecraft already, you know, with a spyglass and a compass. Uh, it just seems like it's a good fit, but how it would work, I'm not sure, because I, I know that I, I can't remember who said it, and it might have been Keem B-Dogs who said that they don't want to have something like where you just put something in your hand and you automatically see your coordinates on the screen. So I don't know how it would be utilized. Maybe you have to like align it with the stars and the sunset. I'm not sure, but I have faith that Mojang could come up with an amazing way to do it. Um, so there's the idea, Mojang. Give us a, a sextant or a navigation tool of some sort. I like that. Yeah. My idea, I'm, I'm going to jump in here because my idea actually works perfect with Rebels. Oh, yeah. Okay. And it's something I saw on Twitter last week, and I went, that has to be in the game. And it's taking items that are already in the game and combining them, and that's you could take a map and put it inside a book. Yes. And then you could write on the pages opposite of the map. So you could write details, notes of this map is this location. Here are the cords. Here's what I found. Here are some uh, markings that will let me know I'm there. Like maybe one azalea tree mm -hmm. in the field so you know you're in the correct area. I love that. I love that. I, 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 I saw the same thing on Twitter. I forget who put it up there. I think it was, for some reason, I'm thinking mm -hmm. it's Waddles or something. But yeah, like an atlas, or the ability to turn a book into like a map book would be mm -hmm. brilliant. And even if they went a step further and you're able to like to add illustrations somehow, like if you were to put like the book open to a certain page in a crafting table and then put an item in there and it puts an illustration of the item onto the page. Yeah. Just so that you can sort of role play like you're chronicling a journey. Uh, that would just be amazing. Well, see, I would say make it use the cartography table. Yes. Even if it's an item, because that now gives a use for the cartography table more so than locking maps and basically trading. So I want to change my answer to your answer because that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I don't didn't really come up with a new item before the show, but I was thinking during the show, something to come up with. You mentioned how it's hard to mine Deep Slate, what a pain it is. Mm -hmm. I mean, even with a beacon, you know, it's kind of irritating. But what if, what if we had an item to help us insta-mine that? Mm -hmm. you know, maybe, maybe it's very hard to get a hold of. Maybe it's something the warden drops mm -hmm. that you can combine mm -hmm. to help you insta mine this deep slate uh, i need to drip warden blood over my pickaxe to instant mine or just go the opposite direction and say it's a goat horn pickaxe <laughs> yeah a new pickaxe i mean i agree with jimbo mm -hmm. like honestly mining deep slate is not that big of a pain like i don't want people to think i'm i'm one of those guys constantly playing well i can't instant mine deep slate it's not that big of a pain uh, it's just something to get used to, but it would kind of make sense for like a netherite pickaxe to be able to, because that it would it would give you a reason to go and get a netherite pickaxe. Mm -hmm. Other than the ancient debris, I went and got for you, Jimbo, to settle our bet. I haven't gone ancient debris mining. No. So yeah, there's not a huge rush for it. Yeah, yeah, I'm on board. Yeah, the netherite pickaxe should actually insta mine deep slate. That makes complete sense to me. Mm -hmm. no. Yeah, you you don't even have to give us a new item. Yeah, mm -hmm. change the mechanics a little. But if you want to do a new item, maybe like um, you have to create a different pick head. Mm. Does that make sense, or a different way to combine the pickaxe? I'm not sure how you would do it. Mm. 
Like some maybe something other than sticks. Yeah. Blaze rods. <laughs> maybe. I mean, you might be getting a bit too modern yeah, yeah, yeah. at that point, but <laughs> make your hand warm. Burn your hand. I don't know. The bones of the warden. Let's say that. Yeah. Maybe he just had one. You know. He, had a <laughs> he just had a pickaxe laying around. Yeah. I mean that's how he That's how he gets yeah, out of the Yeah, that's how he digs through the netherite anyway, right? Like <laughs> Obviously, he does it somehow, yeah. Yeah, hey, there you go. That gives it a little lore to the hardness of the item. He can come through bedrock. Mm. So maybe he has, his horns are just so hard that, you know, maybe he drops one and that's how you get through (laughs) the deep slate. Now I'm just imagining, like, you know, killing the warden then picking it up by its ankles and just swinging it at deep slate to insta mine it. Yeah, just use use the warden. (laughs) Oh, well, on on that note, I think that's going to do it for today's show. <laughs> Before I have Jimbo read us out, I want to say a huge thank you to our patrons who are supporting the show. Our milk level patrons are Omni, Chief Big Bear, Croc, Fragile Rock, Obeep, Vipers Tuna, and Wire Guy. If you too would like to get access to exclusive benefits and hours of extra content each month, please consider joining at patreon.com slash the withering effect. And if you like the show, you could share it with all of your friends and on social media. If you listen on Spotify, rate us and follow us so you never miss a future episode or if you listen on apple Podcasts, leave us a nice review doing any of these really helps the show reach more listeners if you'd like to get in contact with us send an email to podcast at the withering effect.com tweet us leave a voice message or join our discord or you can have a chat with everyone who works on the show and fellow listeners all the links are in the show notes this show has been brought to you by jimbo and myself but also our good guest and good buddy rebel jc our digital producer carl he helps make sure the show ends up where it should be. And the amazing music you hear in the intro and outro is created by the one and only Decoy. Everyone's social media info can be found in the show notes. You guys have been awesome. Thank you so much for getting withered with us. You should probably go drink your milk now. Bye. See you guys. Go check out the Dig Straight Down podcast. Yeah, see you there. Yes, do it.